welcome back to Oprah with the podcast. I'm here with the one, the only, the Chantel list of them all. And I'm here with Kendall. And we today are back with our promise of speaking about the latest episodes of Bravo. Tonight we're talking Salt Lake City. We're talking a Potomac. We're talking, we're talking a little bit of Rosie at the Is that, end. Have I just started making that a thing? So Rosie, we did recap. No, I mean... I know we've recapped oh. it, but I mean, like, Rosie, do people say that? I think people do. Oh, okay, we're doing it. As opposed to, like, R-H-O-C. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't like R-H-O-C. I think that we, we're going to talk some some ropes, yeah. which is Salt Lake City, and then yeah, we're going to talk some rope. We're just going to talk Bravo first, though, because I have a bit of news. There's a lot going on this week. Yeah, first of all, how are you? Sorry, that was really rude. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I mean, guys, it's what? The 4th? The 4th. It's the 4th of December, which means that tomorrow, Frenzy, Cyber Monday, Black Friday. Kendall's had a busy week. I feel like you didn't reply to me this week. You were so busy. I hate everything. And silly season is the worst season. It's kind of silly. But this Friday feels good. I'm excited. And also, guys, like, to be news, Kendall and I tomorrow have our um, Oh Bravo Christmas party. All staff are invited. All staff. So two of us will be there. Me it's and Chantel. On the company card, which is... Our, our cards. Yeah, our <laughs> cards. It's at a fancy restaurant. We're both wearing cute, layered, tiered, long outfits. Yeah, like, I'm taking off track pants tomorrow. We're gonna... And putting I in I think, effort. do our first Instagram live... Yes, we did say that. So if you guys have any questions, put them through because... I don't really know how Instagram Live works. I'm pretty sure we'll just like put our faces there. We might send you back a question asking how to do an Instagram Live. It's all a bit of fun. Yeah, we'll just put our faces on and probably the time zones won't really work. It won't. But you know, if there's a late bloomer out there who can't sleep, hit us up. Okay, but before we get into that, I want to talk about um this week's news. So yeah. there's been a lot, because I feel like the last few weeks, it's been a bit boring. Like, I feel like Vanderpump gives us a lot of news and that's been kind of boring. Stacy still pregnant. We get it. Just have your baby. <coughs> Kendall is sick, in other words. I have a cough. She has a cough. But I'm still COVID negative and I'm on antibiotics. Thank so. you. That's beautiful. And that yeah. is why we're in the same vicinity tonight. <coughs> Yeah. Um. But so, just one thing. Bronwyn came out as a lesbian. Bronwyn, lesbianist. I'm really shocked. We haven't spoken about this yet, so because I wanted to wait for the podcast. But what do you think? Um. So, obviously, first things first. Proud because, of course, be who you need to be. A thousand percent. If this is the life you want to live, of course, I support one million percent. The LGBTQ community, and I'm proud of Bronwyn for coming out. I think the thing that's confusing is that she came out as a lesbian. She hasn't come out as bi, and she's obviously been married to Sean for like twenty plus years. They mm. just had their um, vow, vow renewal. renewal on the show. She's got like a solid eight children. I mean, not to say that I'm questioning her sexuality. I just think that it surprised me that she came out as a lesbian and not as a bisexual person because I would have thought that she would have been attracted to Sean and I know that she's come publicly saying that she hasn't been attracted to men and I think that like that's just kind of a bit of a kick in the guts to Sean like I would have 
thought that she would have come out as bisexual and that she, by all means, is dating a woman that she's in love with. But I think that it seems like it's it's a bit sad for Sean. Well, there's so much going on in that family because everyone and their dog has suspected Sean of being gay. Yeah. And that's like, okay, he might not be. He might just be very, you know, stereotypically gay-ish appearance-wise. Like as, as far as he, he seems like... Yeah. If I'm going to judge the a book by its cover, he seems gay, but it's like, well, he's not, and that's that's fine. But there's just so many weird things. Like, she's had a really big year as far as, like, sobriety. Sobriety. We found out that, you know, so we've known her as this, like, fun-loving, crazy woman who's kissed Tamra last season. Tamra. Tamra. <laughs> <laughs> Should I say that weird? Tamra. Tamra. Tamra Judge. Tamra Judge who I think just is coming back next season, just between you and I. For sure. I think they've been But so, and then she came out this season saying that the reason she kept getting pregnant was because it forced her to be sober for nine months. (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) Bless you times two. Keep going. But don't you think that's a weird thing to say about your kids? It's kind of saying, like, she's just in a weird place this season. Like, she's not herself or what we know of her to be herself. I think it's just a bit confusing and, like, she's, but I don't know, like, she's obviously got a lot of children. Like, it was interesting seeing in the most recent episode, like, her with her son that's experiencing, like, he's experimenting with drag. And I don't know if he's come out, like, as being a gay individual, but he obviously, like, relates to wearing makeup and like they female seem- clothes. So, like, they've obviously got a very, like, open family in terms of sexuality oh, and totally. the way that you express yourself male female non-binary so like i just think it doesn't seem that surprising to me given the way that they live their family i just thought that she wouldn't be as explicit in describing herself as a lesbian okay yeah that's true that's what i think like it didn't surprise me like if she had said like hey guys i'm i'm bisexual or like I'm pansexual or... Or I'm, like, I'm deciding what I am. Or, yeah, I don't know what I am. like, I identify as they or, like, whatever it might be. (laughs) Um, it wouldn't have surprised me. Sorry, guys. I'm just laughing because Kendall (laughs) just just knocked my glasses off my head. And it was really, really Mid-conversation. But, Um, yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me as much as her saying, I'm a lesbian. Because, to me, that says she's denying a whole section of her life with Sean that I don't believe wasn't yes. devoid of okay. love. Like, okay, I do I think that, that she loved Sean and cared about Sean, and I think Sean loved and cared about her. Like, I'm not denying that. And maybe you can be a lesbian and still be married to a man. Well, it's more, I guess, that she was probably a different person when she was with Sean if she was drunk the whole time, right? And she said that this season. She's like, I haven't been me. And maybe she's just discovering who me is, which is, as she is, said today I am a lesbian and I guess it is quite a label it's like you're saying you're something yeah you're identifying and she could change her mind tomorrow and be something else if she wants to and would be fine with that as well like we're very pro whatever she's saying yeah but yeah it was quite I I guess it was just unexpected but good for her it's like the first lesbian housewife I've ever had yeah it's the first housewife that has come out as a lesbian. Yeah. Pretty brave that, move. That we've had a couple of les not lesbians. We've had a couple of housewives that have identified as bisexual mm-hmm. or have been interested in hooking up with women, but I think this is our first housewife that has identified as a lesbian. I'm like 
I also, I'm interested to see how this has had an effect on her life because I mean, it was a few months ago, her daughter Rowan wrote on like Instagram, I hate my mom or something. Mm. Like maybe this is kind of like some drama blew up. Like maybe Bronwyn came out then and, you know, ruffled feathers in her family because it's quite sensitive stuff. It's your family. Like, you know, I don't know. I Maybe hope they're all good. there's a bit of but... infidelity there. Like, you don't know how it happened with this yeah. woman that she's currently dating and Sean. So, like, there's a lot to unpack here. And I do feel like we'll get tiny inklings this season of Real Same. Housewives. But that was one of the main I things if, that happened this week. Do you reckon she had to discuss coming out with Bravo? She might have because she did, like, an article uh, with, with Glad. Someone. Oh, it was Glad, yeah. And okay. um, a publication about her coming out. So, like, I feel like she would be open to talking about it with Bravo. And she's obviously, like, been open to putting her kids out there and talking about, like, Rowan's eating disorder and her son's, like, yeah. wanting to experiment with makeup and drag. So it's, like, I don't feel like she would be the kind of person that would hide it. Whereas, like, the thing that's happening with Erica, which is a whole new situation Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm worried that she won't talk about it at all because obviously we know that erica's getting a divorce right so tom next in news erica's getting a divorce we found that out like what about a month ago and everyone kind of presumed she wouldn't talk about it and then yeah the assumption is like oh it's too much legally like and that's the problem with like the beverly hills housewives is it seems like they don't reveal as much about their lives as the other housewives well, it's funny, um, what are we watching in Nepal talking about we'll we'll tap on it later, but Real Housewives of OC, Rosie. Um mm, Rose. Like Beverly Hills, I don't talk about it because it's all legal, blah, blah, blah. Real Housewives of OC. This week we kind of got a lot of the new girl. I forgot her name. Um Charlotte Jennifer. Oh shit. Ooh, really? I know. You know, with the Why low voice. Why is she voice, so forgettable? She's like, hello, me and my husband aren't together. <laughs> yeah, but like. Oh, fuck. What the fuck is her name? Okay, keep talking. But you know what I mean? I'm going to look her up. Because like. Shh. No, guys, I'm so annoyed. Is it Georgina? Like, this it's is like our fucking, job. Um, How do we not oh, know her name? Like Charlotte. Or it's like. We're going to get there. Anyway, she. Oh. She keeps saying I'm that so she can't. Annoyed. She keeps saying that she can't talk about her husband because of the gag order. But all she talks Elizabeth. about Elizabeth. Oh, oh Jesus oh, fucking Christ! My goodness, ten Elizabeth. points for Gryffindor. All she talks about is her husband. Yeah, and it's like you're not supposed to talk about him. And Gina says in this episode, she's like, all she talks about is her husband. And Callie pushed her in the pool. It was a weird. We'll get there as well, but I don't think that. We'll get much from Erica about her embezzlement. But the whole thing is that they're saying, so Erica and Tom, obviously we knew that they filed for divorce, but Tom was going through some financial difficulties at the mm-hmm. time. And now it seems like someone's claiming the reason they filed for divorce was because of some financial issue between the two of them. It wasn't because of like irreconcilable dis- differences or whatever, as per the normal celebrity divorce reason. It was because of the financial issue and trying to protect one or the other from having to cop it. So it was a little bit of like a Karen Hula Ray situation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Would you cover for Nick, your boyfriend? I'm talking to Kendall right now. I don't know. What would he do? Okay, so just say he embezzled in my, um, I have a ring business and he's embezzling in it. I don't know. I don't know either. Like, if they were going to take my money, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Because I'd be a bit like, why Why would you invest in Chantel's ring business? She, she doesn't know jack doesn't know shit about <laughs> rings. Like, that would just be a I stupid decision. I know a lot decision. about stones. No, but it's, it's a weird Stamp. thing because I feel like there's a lot of, like, with real housewives, sometimes I'm like, are you with your husband because you love him or is it, like, a partnership of well, business like, minds? And Tom always seems like they had a partnership. Mm. Like, as weird as it was that, like, he obviously supported her a huge yeah, amount she, financially. She really respected him as far, like, but more as he was her senior. I think they would have sorted it out, the two of them. I don't think she wanted to be with any other man. I don't think he wanted to be with any other woman. Agree. Okay, last on the news front, guys. Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week has shut down filming because three of the wives have COVID. Who? Kim Rich. Oh, no, not Kim. Sorry. (laughs) Kathy Hilton. Yep. Kyle Richards. Yep. Dorit. Yep. And some people didn't like the fact that we posted a meme of Dorit in the glass window looking from the outside. I know. We... Obviously, hope all of them recover Obviously. swiftly. Like, we're not stupid. COVID's a freaking serious thing. But we're that's just... why we posted a meme about it because, like, she should be behind glass and she should be self isolating. Yes, for the rest, the good of the world. And to be fair, she's got a really nice house to isolate in. Dude, I would isolate PK. in house. PK, get me another. PK, get me another COVID strip. I can't. But do maybe it. she's worried because, like, if she isolates for too long, her her face will restore to the way it was before Shit. Beverly Hills. Can you not get Botox in ISO? I don't know. Nah, she's got money. She can get it, like, ordered in. It's, like, for her Uber Eats thing. She's, like, two meals to my door. And then just quickly plug it in. PK's like, darling, let me go hang out with Kyle Rich's husband, Mauricio. anything like you did yesterday. Should we please get some Botox around here? Because I'm getting very stressed out. Jagger is getting – he doesn't even recognize his own – Mother and Phoenix is about to fucking cry over there. I love her. Like they Beverly are... Beach, get it on right now. Get I, it on. Sometimes I just forget her name when I'm like typing something to Kendall. I'll be like sending a text and I'm like, you know, that one. And then I remember how weird a name Dorit is and it sounds like a really good biscuit. Doritos. Oh, that's it. That's what I'm thinking about. I love Doritos more than life itself. But... Mm. This has been an interesting, and we're seeing it, and we'll talk about it on well, Real we, Housewives of Orange County. Well, should because, we go there now? We're just going to do a quick recap of Rosie. Yeah, because we're obviously for the first time experiencing what it was like to film during COVID, right. first time scares with Orange County. And this week, we kind of like last week, we saw... The ladies were getting a bit upset with Elizabeth and the way that she was consistently talking about her husband, who she also simultaneously had a gag order against. So it was like she couldn't talk about him, but it seemed like at the same time she was talking about him all the time. Yeah. And they were in Palm Springs for Bronwyn's vow renewal. Um, And I think the first scene is that the ladies kind of split up. We've got Kelly, um, Elizabeth, and Bronwyn going to, like, an architect's house in Palm Springs. And then we have Shannon, Gina, and Emily going for a bit of a hike. 
I can't remember that. Really? It's like the first part of the I'm episode. I'm so behind. It's like the only significant scene <laughs> in the whole entire episode. All I remember is that um, at the beginning of this episode, or what I thought was the beginning, the girls are kind of deciding whether or not they're going to drink when they go to Bronwyn's. This was the last episode. Oh, we're going back two episodes. Yeah. Have you seen the most recent episode? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When they go to Palm Beach and they see the architect's house. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Kelly's all like, you shouldn't talk about your husband, Elizabeth. That's right. I'm sorry, guys. I just found it a very boring architect scene. I mean, yeah. So they decided Kelly's all like, I love history. History is super important to me. So, like, I always want to learn about history, which was a weird weird. thing to say. So we end up going to this, like, architect's whatever house. And Kelly makes some crude comment about how the windows are, like, floor to ceiling. And she's like, me, Rick Leventhal, would have fucking made love all over this. Uh, We get it. You have the sexual intercourse. And... So it was good because they kind of had a bit of a chat about Kelly explaining to Elizabeth, like, you know what? I feel like some of the ladies are a bit annoyed about the fact that you keep talking about your husband, your ex-husband in a bit of a weird way. And you've got Jimmy and like, you're not having sex with Jimmy. So like, we just don't really know what to say. Jimmy is so weird. He's so weird. He's he like looks a tall like, Eurasian man. He's like a tall Eurasian. That's 20 years younger than Elizabeth. 12 year old, I think. That with- doesn't have sex with her. Yeah, he kind of looks really young and he's not really, like, interacting with anyone. And this week she was talking about how she wanted kids and... Fuck, I don't... Did she have kids? No, she doesn't have kids. She has no kids. Her ex-husband didn't want them and then so... Dude, I can't remember anything about Elizabeth. I could barely remember her name. Well, I'm going to update you. (laughs) I mean, I didn't remember her name, but I remember her. (laughs) And, um, And I don't mind her. I just feel like she's really lost... And yeah, so, she's very unwell. Yeah, and then... Who's cute watching her work out, though? Yes, she's great at working out. Go, Elizabeth. Um, And then, so she's saying, you know, her and her ex didn't have kids. And then we see this scene. She's like, my partner now, Jimmy doesn't want them, but I want to freeze my eggs. And the women are kind of like, that's really strange, wanting to be with someone who doesn't want kids when you really want them. And you're yeah. not, like, 20. You know, you're, like, older. And anyway, so there's this snippet of her being, like, you like mentioning kids freezing her eggs and he's like i'm not keen she's like okay and it's really like horrible and i like there's nothing wrong if he doesn't want them but the way he said it was just kind of weird i feel like she'll be a one season wonder me too i just don't think she really fits in with the friendship group i think that everyone's kind of a bit confused about her it seems like gina and emily on their walk were a bit like she's not being honest like she keeps talking about this her ex and she keeps talking about her values but at the same time she keeps talking about money like i just don't i can't pick right so she's really so she goes to bronwyn's and she gets down during the night because she's drinking heavily yeah jimmy's not really interested all the other husbands are kind of having fun even jimmy and shane Shane, apparently had a bit of a fight well shane and shane and emily like shane we used to like love to hate shane and emily are now like stronger than ever we love them shannon and um yeah elizabeth Beth had a fight? Is that what you were saying? No, Shannon and Jimmy had a fight. Elizabeth's yes, boyfriend, that apparently. Was weird. Which was weird because he's very, very chill. I just don't know what they would find I don't about. think he's chill at all. I think he's like undercover dickhead. Mm. Undercover. Undercover dickhead. But I get it. I just don't think that she really like fits in with the group. And she like has a very aggressive, like manly voice. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if she came out as androgynous. 
Yeah, she's kind of androgynous now. She's very, I mean, she's an interesting character. Don't get me wrong. I'm intrigued to have her around on Housewives. I just think that, like, we're not quite getting to the bottom of what we actually want to know. Like, talk to me about your divorce, but don't have this gag order on when you come on a reality show. Like, tell me what's going on. Tell me how much money you're getting in the alimony. I selfishly like to have her on because I like to hate her. Like, I don't feel bad for hating her for some reason. I don't hate her, though. No, but I I kind of like that the others... I kind of like watching the others... vibe her yet. ...get close because they don't like her. You know? Like, I love... Like, I love Shannon and Em becoming friends. Yeah, that's really cute. It's nice seeing Emily and Shannon becoming better friends. And then, obviously, we're getting little glimpses of coronavirus and Kelly's insensitivity. Like, every single time it happens, she's like, what? It's just a little flu. Well, same with Elizabeth. just a little flu. Same with Elizabeth, because... You don't even... Elizabeth goes, oh, it'll be over in 30 days. And to be fair, they do have the worst situation where no other kind of franchise was filmed at this time where it was yeah, early COVID days. Yeah, else was saying about it. Yeah, Roni could have had these same thoughts, but they weren't filmed at the time. Like, they came out, they did their reunion of last season when it was, like, peak COVID time or just coming down from it. So they, whereas, like, Rosie are really, like, Competent. they were, yeah, it was, like, they were filming in March when it was, like, maybe. No one like, really knows. I remember having conversations with my friends being, like, this is silly. Yeah. No, no way will we be sent like home Shannon's from work. Shannon's freaking out about whether there's meat available for her to buy every day. Like it was at the stage where no one really knew what was going on. So I guess like at some stage we got to take a bit of like we got to give them a bit of slack for being filmed at this time because exactly. they're the ones that are getting like. Exactly. They're getting filmed at a time where none of us really knew what was happening. And I remember, like, thinking it was kind of like swine flu in 2009. I remember going to a party and, people, and like, one girl had a flu and she stayed home. We were like, ha she has swine flu. Like, it was funny, which it sounds silly. But at that time, it was. Because, yeah, like, silly. I think, like, maybe in Australia, like, three people got it. Or I don't know. I was probably Exactly. Wrong. So you think logically, like, the assumption is that we're not going to get it here. Right. But, like, in the U.S., it's very much prominent and... Growing. Funny at all because it's very likely. But I think that at the end of the day, we do have to, to have a bit of respect for these housewives that have had the initial stages of COVID filmed because we don't know, like, we have never lived through a global pandemic before. Like, you can't judge how anyone no. else is dealing with and the s- initial stages of it. Like, before you know anything that's going on with the numbers and the deaths and how horrific it actually is. You've got you to gotta have a little bit of slack for the people that don't understand what's going on in the beginning. And so far, like, I know we know Kelly Dotty is, like, an anti-masker and kind of annoying. But and her mom was in the ICU. Really? Yeah, her mom from was COVID. in the ICU from COVID. So it's, what? like, it's a bit, like, everyone's been a bit, like, karma, blah, blah, blah. Oh, because, God, that's horrible. Yeah, so I just think it's, like, it's something that regardless of how people have approached it, it's yeah. tough to to condemn their relatives. Like. But, I mean, I, what I wanted to say is, like, Kelly Dodd, I know, ends up being a dick about COVID, but we don't know that yet from the show. Yeah, I mean, she's being a bit more of a dick than Shannon. Yeah, Shannon just seems dumb at the moment. But Shannon like, just seems and, scared. And like, she seems like a bit of a hoarder. Like she yes, is a, she's a toilet she's paper. She's a toilet paper hoarder. She, but that's always been Shannon. She's been a bit of a hypochondriac, like a... It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if she was ordered. So this uh, this episode, we saw Shannon turn up to Bronwyn's vow renewal, and she was super wasty, shwasty with her new love, who, bless him, he was John? so nice. John. Yeah, he was really nice. He was really cute because she was super annoying. 
Yeah. And she like went up She's to Bronwyn's drawn, kids and yeah. she was like, your mom's Valrenuels better than my Valrenuels. So oh Valrenuels are the biggest curse of the housewives history. And like, it's kind of funny because Bronwyn did come out today as a lesbian. Yeah, so maybe it is a curse. <laughs> doesn't seem like anyone that renews their vows ends up together. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. Should we never renew our oh brother? The podcast no like once we did it we don't need to do it again you know yes we commit to each other and that's the end so um gina is still i'm loving her she went to bronwyn's um renewal and she decided to be solidarity sister and stay sober yes. and it's and just she so went to her aa meeting with her like and I just, emily went with her like i think that's really sweet i think this is why i love gina and emily because like as much as they stir the pot and they're not afraid to like tell people to their face when they hate them they also do want to be a good friend and like Bronwyn I know they both like oh she's annoying but they're like okay she's struggling right now let's support her I like that yeah and Gina even says like on their walk she's like you know what she tore up my heartstrings like she really got me to understand what was going on and she's a broken person right now and Gina is compassionate enough to understand that someone that she needs to support so I love that I love that too. And Gina's got shit going on in her life, but she's like, and I feel like it would be more fun to bitch and moan about Bronwyn. But, totally. And she could do that, but she's like, no, I'm going to just like stick up the little man. Now I missed the end of this episode, so I don't quite remember what happened. Do you know? They're all around the pool. So Bronwyn's kids get lice. Oh. And it is really bloody horrific because Kelly's like, I hugged your kid with lice. And Bronwyn doesn't think that far. She's like, oh, it's just the little two ones. Okay. They're like two-year-old little ones. But it's it's like everyone knows that if two of your kids have lice, you, the whole family has lice. Yeah. And everyone's like sitting around the pool like being like, oh, God, and like itching their heads. It's just kind of gross and like, I don't know. I, don't, I had a family in my primary school, bless them. They definitely had lice all the time. I mean, I feel itchy just thinking about it. Yeah. I had lice in you too. Really? I thought it was cool. What? It was you too, but like I was extra special that week in my head. I had the week off. My bears and sheets got washed really well. Mm, beautiful. It was really cool. I remember I had lice once and I went to like the movie premiere of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the like <gasps> one with Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. And I remember just like sitting in my seat and like rubbing my head all <laughs> up against the, the seat because I was like, I'm so fucking itchy. Like, I was just like, this sucks. Like, I'm so itchy. And then my mom had I forgot how young you are that you're, like, seeing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She had this little, like, lice comb. Comb. Yeah, lice And she was like, I'll just have, like, a quick comb. And she did, like, one brush and there was, like, five lice in it. It's kind of, like, So she was like, fuck. And then she had to do the whole thing where we did the, like... The shampoos, and then she'd comb out my hair with like all oh, yeah. the lice in it, and, and they it was go just, like, everywhere. Full of it, like, they my honestly. Whole head go... was just like lice, 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 and it was so itchy. Like I was just like, yeah. I remember reading in the pamphlet it said that lice attract to clean hair. So I was like, wow, I just have amazing hair. Oh my god, I'm. It's so like no, Chantal, you're a dirty bitch. It's like when you get thrush, and you're like, it's because my vagina is so clean. <laughs> That's the only reason why excessive cleaning exactly is why you why get any get itchy problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of, thrush. I think that we're going to take a smidge of a break. We're going to then chat about Potomac and we're going to do Salt Lake City as well. So hang tight, you guys. Buckle up, drink some wine, and we're going to continue to talk to you soon. 
All right, guys, now we're going to go and recap Real Housewives of Potomac. Mick. Potomac. Potomac. <laughs> we can do it for a fucking <laughs> nine weeks and Chantel will still call it Real Housewives no, of Potomac. It's, it's fine. When the COVID borders open up, we'll mm. have to go to Potomac. Oh, yeah, we'll just hop, skip and jump over there. We've got my cousin in Virginia. We've got my cousin in Sydney. Very boring. No good offerings for okay, cousins. Okay, well, we can't hang out with your cousin in Sydney, but we can go stay <laughs> with my cousin in Virginia, and then we can Stop. go on a day trip to Potomac. Stop it. Well, we're hanging out with my cousin. You know I'll get way too stalkerish, but I'm down. Okay, so this week, Karen is launching her week line. It is big news. Huge news. So she's launching something that she wants to call, I think she called it like a... um. Wig switch? Yeah, party? something cool that I can't remember. She named it something cool and she had kind of talked about it in Portugal and she didn't really get that much support from the ladies. So this was her kind of like wig switch party. And the whole kind of drama is centered around the fact that in Portugal, sh- the ladies had asked her if Monique was invited and Karen had said no. And Candace was kind of like visibly relieved. Yeah, because she was like... I, yeah, she was a bit like, oh, thank fuck, like, Karen's finally, like, having my back. Yeah. But then it comes out a bit later that once Ashley's kind of been talking to Monique and, like, once they're all back in Potomac, that obviously Karen did not invite Monique. It was more just, like, they had a conversation about whether she'd be there a bit earlier so that Candace didn't have to deal with her and, like, avoid the crowd. Which is a bit different from her not inviting her. Yeah. In fact, I think she just invited her. Yeah, I think she totally so invited she, her. Yeah, she, she, did, she wasn't even like, I'm not inviting you. She was like, hey, come along. But we start and it's like Karen's talking about her wig company. She's with Stephen with a V. I don't remember if we've been introduced to Stephen before. I don't know. It felt like we had, but I can't remember him at all. So Giselle and Stephen had beef. Well, yeah. So, like, we got a little snippet of, like, so Karen, because when she said she was launching a wig company, I was like, really? If you, you like, obviously there's that iconic scene of her, like, switching her wig around. Like, her wigs haven't been great from the start. But now they're way better. Yeah, because um, the producers showed us that it was, like, pre and post this guy called Stephen, who now she's partnering with in this business. And it turns out that Stephen has written a bit of shit about Giselle online. But why, I wonder? <sighs> It could just be Maybe like he has beef with like Cal, the hairdresser. Her like Giselle's, yeah, Giselle's amazing hairdresser yeah. who we love slash therapist slash life Maybe guru. Because like, I don't know, I just didn't recall that like there was beef between Stephen and neither. Giselle. But it kind of the beef was like pretty. The beef looks like a random Bravo person bitching about Giselle, but then I have to think Stephen's not a random Bravo person. He's kind of in their vicinity, so it must be a little bit personal, right? Yeah, and you almost feel like if it was me, like Giselle's being a bit of a bigger person for not bringing this up with Karen as an issue Mm -hmm. in her business partnership. Because for me, like if one of my close friends was like partnering with someone that talked a lot of shit about me, I'd be like, hey, like, do you really necessarily need to be with this person? Like, can we figure something out? It It would be like if you partnered with, who do I hate? Um, Mm -hmm. There was a bus driver. Yeah, I have a bus driver that doesn't like me. Why? Who could possibly not like you? He just doesn't handle. Which bus? I don't know. He's just, it's one around here that goes to the city. And what have you done? 
thought he's just really grumpy and I thought he was grumpy, but he's really lovely to everyone else. He just hates me. Mm. Do I you know. never have like your tap on, tap off situation? No, I'm very diligent with my, like, I'm like, I get to, I like pull out my bus pass pre getting to the bus mm. stop because I have a bit of an, bus pass anxiety. Wow. Maybe you should because you clearly are ruffling some feathers. I know, but I thought, you know, he's in a bad mood today. He's in a bad mood just with me. Okay. So anyway, I'm well, thinking if, if I you... go into a partnership with him, mm-hmm. you have every right to be upset. Yes. So I'll bring I it up. Well, that's what I feel like. It was weird. But anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. So the next kind of scene we've got, um, we've got Ashley and she goes to see Monique. Monique's back. We haven't seen her in a few episodes. And even though she's a little bit boring in this episode, I'm like, I miss you, Monique. I know I did miss Monique. And it made me wonder like what her place in the group is going to be for the coming season i'm scared she's not gonna be in next season i know it made me a bit nervous i was just like fuck she's so disconnected she's from so, so disconnected. many of them and the fact that she didn't go on the cast strip i feel like it really has like shifted her yeah she's completely like completely apart like honestly she seems like a friend of like ashley's like what did you get up to and she's like oh we had this really cool party and we see like a photo of it and it's like i what? know and you're like why weren't they filming like well why I think, didn't they film this great superhero party where it was like karen and monique but out? i reckon they did film it and just nothing happened because no other, other girls were there you know it's not that interesting because they started talking about the fact that like karen went to the superhero party and she had a couple of cocktails or whatever um and ashley was a bit like oh that's so weird because karen didn't really drink at all when we were in portugal but mm. like to be honest like i'm kind of like team karen on this like same you might like decide you you don't want to drink for a while on vacation like maybe you've had a couple of really really bad nights but like then you go back home and you you're in a bit of a different environment aka maybe there's no cameras there and you decide to have a couple of champagnes i just i I don't think it's that big of a deal yeah i don't get why it was a big deal like she didn't drink like that much it's okay it's like, fine. I get it was weird that she brought up, made up a stomach ulcer or something, but it, I kind of agree with Karen. Like, I probably would just make something up too to get everyone off my back. Yeah, because it's hard to be like, oh, I just don't feel like drinking. And everyone's like, whoa. You know. And then so she brings up the whole thing that, um, you know, Karen said you weren't invited to a party. Monique's like, that's weird. I am invited to a party. And then Ashley rings Karen to confront it because Ashley's great. And then... Karen's it's just like Karen's oh. like I didn't say that, and then it kind of doesn't get resolved. But I feel like Monique knows Ashley's telling the truth. You can tell. Yeah, Ashley wouldn't lie about no. that. Like, what's the point of lying about that? But, but I, I just f- think it's something that she's like, "This is a battle that I choose not to fight." Exactly, and really, Karen's shady, and it's just like it doesn't really matter. She's in her own world. So then we go to see um, Robin and Juan looking at a new place. Oh, Juan. Juan. And it's freaking huge. I feel like the last place we saw, they were all, like, tucked in and it was really small. Now they're, like, $1.65 million house. But $1.65 million house and you get a fucking huge house. And a big bath. You have to put like, on shoe boots to go in and God look at it. God bless you. $1.6 million will get you a shoebox in the city. Totally. But this is... Um, where are they? Potomac. Yes. <laughs> No, but I thought it was so Maryland. Weird. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Because the next thing we have got Giselle going to dinner for her daughter's Ooh, birthday. It's really this was cute. Crazy. So it was Grace's birthday, her eldest daughter. Which can I just say something? Giselle goes, She's turning fifteen. That's not what I saw coming. It's like, really? I know. Don't you see that every year that she's getting older? Yeah. 13, 14, you don't see that it's 15 like, is coming. No. 
Anyway. But it was interesting because, like, obviously they've we've had a lot of conversations about Giselle and talking to her daughters about her relationship with Jamal. What? Jamal. Jamal. Mm-hmm. Is his name Jamal? Oh, yeah. yeah, it is Jamal Bright. Um, and they don't seem that keen on it. And then we again get this scene, which is Grace's birthday. She's wearing a beautiful tiara. They're at a cute restaurant. Very cute. And. Giselle is kind of talking about the holidays and like this photo shoot she has coming up and she's like, don't we want dad to be there? He's going to stay with us for a week. And the girls seem like very against it. And it's kind of at the point where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Well, this was the first time I feel like Giselle's talked about it as in like the girls are very protective of me, especially people that have hurt me before. And this is the first time I've been like, that's why. You can tell this time they are angry at their mom for letting him back in. And but it already, I feel like most kids kind of put it aside that it was their dad that did that. Like, Yeah, but their dad, you're thinking of your dad. Like their dad has maybe. had so many kids with so many randoms. Yeah, he's I don't know actually not, about He's already kids. not showing up at stuff. Like, I don't yeah, know. He just seems to never be there. Like we don't obviously know anything, but they seem very like it's not right, you know? Yeah, it is a bit of an upsetting scene because you can tell that Giselle just really honestly wants the family to be back together, but the kids are really, really defiant. Like, like no matter, even if you're talking in front of a camera, like imagine like how conservative you would be as a 15-year-old talking in front of a camera. Imagine, so they're saying that they don't feel comfortable with it now in front of a camera. Like imagine mm-hmm. how much more they wouldn't feel comfortable with it outside of a camera. And you've got to remember, it's not like their mom has been like, like, Giselle dated, what was the guy last? Sherman. Sherman. Remember? Like, they got to really know Sherman. They really liked him. Like They love Sherman. They're very open to people dating their mom. It's just not people that have hurt her in the past. So, Even I kind if it of, is their biological dad. It was the first time, though, I felt for Giselle in that situation because that would be hard. Like, you've decided to give this person another chance. She's probably not 100% sure that she's doing the right thing, but she just has to go with her gut and follow it. And then her kids are like, no, it's shit. I know, but she does seem a bit, like, weaker. She definitely And we'll get to that a bit later when they have the actual photo shoot. But Mm. the next scene we kind of see is Karen. We Like, so remember the last bathtub scene we got in Housewives was Tamra... Oh, and Eddie. And Eddie in the bathtub. And then it feels like we're getting a fucking 2.0 bathtub scene. See what it reminded me of was when Khloe Kardashian got and made that weird bubble bath video for Where she put all the, like, chewable gum candies in the bathtub. And then Malika's, like, awkwardly. Yeah. So fucking poor. It's really awkward because we're not stupid. Like, we know there's a whole camera crew. We've got fucking Karen stripping down. She's getting into the bathtub. Rose petals. And she keeps... Like, she's obviously expecting Ray to come home, and all we get is, like, her getting into the bath, and she keeps going, yoo-hoo, Ray, yoo-hoo, and we, pour, we see poor old Ray get out of the car. So old. It takes so him maybe old. 42 years to get up the stairs. And he's got this, like, little pick-up roses, like, he's been told by Karen, cool, we're doing the shoot today where, like, we're in love, and, you know, I'm going to have some rose petals, I'm going to go past you know the supermarket and get some roses and he's so sweet like i'm actually bagging him out but it's actually the he's very sweet you can tell like he does not care about this fucking reality show he just loves his wife and honestly if the cameras went away their life would be great but also that would mean her businesses wouldn't exist yep 
And he climbs the stairs of Never After, and he never gets there, but he eventually does. And she's like, Ray. She actually, Ray. She's like, Raymond. Ray. 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 And he's like, Ray. Okay, okay. Ray. <laughs> like, it's like it progressively gets less sexy and more angry, and you're like, fuck. At what point does Ray just, like, completely do a 180 and just turn around and run but, away? But to be fair, when he got there, they were kind of cute. She's obviously saying all these, like, sexy innuendos. It's, I feel like I'm in year nine and I'm with a girl who's, like, trying to prove that she's been to second base. Like, she's, yeah, like, it's a lot. She's, like, Ray, touch my toes. And that then, and then touch my who Yeah, she's, like, you further. can touch some other spots that have been clogged for a while. It's, like, what? We don't want to know that. Like, where? You know when you're, like, you're telling us too much and nothing's happening. Just do your thing. But Ray obviously cares about her. She cares about him. They actually do seem sweet if not trying to prove something to someone who does not care. You know? That was nice. I mean, it was gross, but it was nice. It was, yeah. It was cute. It was, you know, yeah. yeah and no, then no. after the Karen scene, we go to Wendy. She's said a couple of times in previous episodes that she's considering not going back to lecturing and teaching and she wants to become more of, like, an advisory commentator role in terms of politics. So, like... She's finally at the point where she wants to talk to her mom about it because her mom is obviously like a very um, proud Nigerian, Nigerian mom mm-hmm. and and Wendy's achievements are her achievements. Yeah, and so. she's like come from Nigeria. Like what – like there's so much she sacrificed so much to get her and her own family there. Like it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, and you can – But it's you so funny. Like it would be scary to – I'm trying to think of my mom if I told her. I was like, mom, I just want to do political commentating. That's all. Mom would be like, okay, that's like very great. Chantal, like I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like being a lecturer. Like finally. Slash, like, it's like you're saying like, I just want to work in retail and be like – Well, like I'm dropping out and like just like traveling the world forever like, with your money. I smoke weed every day. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to just comment – on the national news about politics and stuff. She's like, this is not how I raised you. I mean, her mom, like, seems upset. But eventually it comes around. Like, I missed yeah. the scene a bit because I think I was cooking dinner or something. But they're I in a like pumpkin. it seems like they the, came They're around. in, like, a weird pumpkin area because they're getting pumpkins. And the mom, Susan, when his mom is kind of funny, she's like, I've got to take a photo of this to show my friends back home. They won't believe, like, America has this weird situation. It's really funny. But um, I feel like she's really stern, mum, but also really loving and just wants what's best for Wendy. Whereas, like, Candace's mom creeped me out all the times we so see true. her. Like, there's a difference, you can tell. Between being an aggressive mom and, like... Just, like, being, like, in love with your family and putting everything forward so then you're just actually just protective and passionate. You know? But it feels like they ended the scene... Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't really know the in between, no, but I just know that they. It wasn't. Her. It was kind of a bit of a filler scene, to be honest. Like it was like Wendy wanted to like say something. Her mom got angry, and then like two seconds later, mom was like, "No, okay, yeah, okay." So then we moved on to the the photo shoot between Giselle and the kids, which we had heard a bit about in the previous scene. Um, Family photo. Yeah, it was like the first photo they've had since the kids are really really small with everyone and Jamal. And it was really disappointing because I kind of thought that Jamal wouldn't show up. You thought that already? I don't know. I just always, I just already was like, he won't be there. Well, I just, I thought he's too precious to have that image of him out there. So I thought he would come if he put it out there in the Broadway We have barely seen him ever this season. I know, but like if he's telling 
the girl, his daughters and Giselle that he's coming, knowing that it would get to producers and the TV crew that he was coming, it looks bad for him not to come. So I'm I'm confused there. But I I know and it seems like like yes, he might have missed his flight from like wherever to Atlanta and then he missed his connecting flight. But it's like why can't he just like get his connecting flight a bit later to them so that he can come after the photo shoot? Like it seems like he just like completely bypassed the whole entire trip. Yeah, and I think that's probably just like it's like those people that you're like, you don't know what it's like to be a dad even though you're such a dad like you have kids yeah but it's like he's obviously just doing his own thing and it was interesting because I think in confessionals Giselle's just like yep and then the producer's like how are you not disappointed and Giselle says um how do you know I'm not disappointed I'm very disappointed I'm disappointed what am I gonna do I can't do anything like I'm not gonna sit around a sock I'm not gonna make a drama out of it that's not who I am and it's kind of sad because I feel like I think this season I haven't liked Giselle as much, even though I do have always liked her. because she's just not as strong. Like, she's not – and she's still strong when she talks about other people and their standards, but she just seems like she's giving herself a bit of a break. I agree. Like, it seems like she's holding herself to a different standard in her relationship and, like, things that she would normally get upset about for other people. Like, if, if Juan did X, Y, and Z to Robin, she'd be like, fuck mm-hmm. that. We don't – you exactly. don't deserve that. But with her, it's like, oh, it's fine. I don't need to, like, get down and cry about it. It's not that big of a deal. But it is. It is. And what's her hairdresser's name? Because he is amazing and he's fully, like, telling the girls. He's like, I wish your dad Cal. came. Cal. He's like, I wish your dad came. He should have come. They're like, we know. Like, he's just the best. Mm. Um, okay. And then we're on to Ashley is having dinner with her mom and her uncle. And then, obviously, oh, Michael. Oh, yeah. It's the first time they've, like, hung out since they heard about his cheating like accusations and it's a beautiful scene because i freaking love ashley's uncle uncle. lump i can't remember his name uncle thump but i just love that they did not let michael have a free pass michael is so annoying he instantly turns it into about himself and how he's again like i don't remember how the conversation like resulted so tell me so it pretty much was just like them being like yeah you fucked up like that was really fucked up what you did is what uncle said I think I wrote it down. Like I think the it's mum. Yep. And it was amazing because, but Michael's stupid gaslighter narcissist was like, you know, well, no one's holding themselves more angry than me. I'm really mm. pr- bringing it out on myself. It's like, are you though? You're not. Woe is me. Woe is me. You hurt Ashley's trust and everything. And same with your little baby. What's his name? D. Dean. Dean. Um. Yeah, I just freaking hate Michael. I get he's got a lot of problems, but everyone does, mate. You have to sort them out. I totally agree. Mm. But I like that that Ashley has a really, really strong family. Yeah. And that Ashley's sure of herself. It was pretty. It was, yeah. And then last but not least, we get the um, beautiful Karen's wig switch party. She invites the ladies to this weird hole in the wall um hairdresser in the middle of nowhere where they get to try on some beautiful blonde wigs that she's pre-prepared for them it seems like giselle doesn't come because she has the beef with steven which we talked about a bit earlier in the episode um and just overall it's a bit of a weird party she's obviously invited monique to come a bit earlier so that she can get to say hi and stuff but it seems like she rushes monique out when she realizes that candace is coming um, but Monique didn't seem to realize that she was there only for the 
really early part. Like Monique was a bit like, oh, I thought we'd get time to like sit down and catch up and like have a glass of champagne and really like get to, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like Karen's playing two sides, but then she's kind of not helping either side. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. She's that really was my intel. Up. She's really, yeah. So I feel like as much as I love Karen and I think that like I too would play Switzerland in this like circumstance, percent. it seems like apparently a bit later on you hear that like, oh, actually girls like Monique was invited and she was here a bit earlier, but also Candace reveals that um, Karen actually did invite her to come early. So it's like, what was your intention, Karen? Did you want Monique and Candice in the what same did room? You want? What were like, you doing? It's just hard. And were it seems like at the same time she was like pushing Monique out so yeah. that she didn't like have to encounter Candice. So I'm a bit like, I can't quite understand what the motivation was there. Neither. Ray came again with more flowers from Walmart. It Love was him. really cute. But we kind of finished it with like a bit of that blowout. And then next week looks so good. Season finale. Can you believe it? Season finale, we get like a, a sneak peek of a boy fight. Fight between Chris Juan, and Michael. Juan and Michael. Like yeah. it's like all the boys are kind of getting up in arms. Luckily, Monique doesn't seem to be there, which also makes me feel nervous for her future on the show. Yeah, haven't um, seen Chris Samuels in a while. Haven't seen any of them in a while. So like it seems like everyone's going to get a bit up in arms. There's going to be some feuds. But we're super excited for it and fucking love our Potomac girls. And we will be back with Salt Lake City super fucking soon. Okay, you guys, welcome back. We are now chatting all things Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We Last week we did kind of like an overall wrap-up of the first three episodes, but I think this is the first week where... Things have happened. We're mm. starting to establish a bit more about the characters. Getting into the nitty gritty. We're getting to know everyone. So we're going to fully recap this episode. Hopefully next week we'll do the same, pending how good the episode is. Um, but we essentially start this episode with Whitney's 20s party, which yes. seems very sultry, very... Um, Speakeasy. Prohibition. Yes. Cuteness. Everyone's risky. in their like, like swinging 20s outfits love there's lots of like frills it seems very cute um and we kind of get um jen initially going up to meredith because she would like to discuss the fact that one it seems like there's two issues that jen has which is one that meredith kind of canceled on her for the sleepover quote-unquote that they were supposed to have for and, but can we for her yeah. daughter which is just a bit which ridiculous seems fair enough, and you wouldn't really bring yeah. it up if you were a normal human and then two <laughs> is the whole meredith going to mary's church for yeah. a reading or mm. she's look Jenna is feeling left out because she wasn't invited to the church and you know when your friends are invited to sermons it sucks when you're not I would imagine so yeah I mean hasn't happened yet to me but you'd feel left out and that is how Jen is feeling slash add two bottles of tequila and that is what walks in so hot mess, but looks great because yeah, she has she, looks gorgeous, she has a like, glam squad of like. Shit going on. Can we talk about just quickly her glam squad? Like she has a Kim Kardashian size glam squad. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Like good for you, but can you explain a bit about how this came to be? 
So true. So she has like a husband that's like into footy. I think he might be more than into footy. I think he's a footy coach. Right. Okay. So like he fucking loves footy and he just wants to go out all the time and watch it. Yes, so much so that we, yeah, we'll get there later. But yes, okay, so he's a football. Anyway, we are in this party and Jen is kind of just coming really drunk. She's confronting Meredith. She has a lot of feelings. There's a lot of feels going on. There's a lot of projection. Yeah, and it seems like she's a bit like, yeah, she's a bit insecure. She's been like, oh my God, Meredith, like your kids don't want me to come over. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like why are you hanging out with Mary? And she obviously feels very betrayed. But, like, illogically so because it's, Meredith's like, yeah. what are you talking about? I like, think it all just comes down from insecurity. You can tell she's, like, totally insecure that night. She's not feeling confident. She – Meredith ends up kind of walking away because yeah, she, she's not like, getting anywhere. Yeah, indulge in this. Like, and Meredith, you know, fucking gorge, Botox-filled woman. And we learnt last episode that she is, um, you know, separating from her husband and so she's probably got stuff happening. But she just looks like, oh, my God, the kind of, I just want to look like her in two minutes. Meredith? Let, yeah, Meredith. Oh, Let she's alone, gorgeous. Like, 10 years. Like, I'm 25, but I do think I would like to look like her in two minutes. Definitely. She, she looks 24. Looks you she's are old. Like, I know. I look you were so old, Kendall. Good Lord. It's upsetting. Like, she's lived a whole life. She's got her fucking kid that's, like, 14 years old, and I still look older than her. And he's sassy pants, you know? He is. But, like, let's figure out what Meredith does to her face, and let's do the same thing. Okay, so Meredith definitely does a lot of Botoxing. It's very taut. So we should do that. So... She's getting drunk. Mary is there because it's Whitney's party, but Mary is there and she's pulling a lot of facial expressions. Yeah, she that, looks a bit. She looks like she's had a, like a bit of like um, a gobstopper and she's got to the sour part. She's like, <laughs> what? Like she is losing her mind. Um, drunk Jen like yells out, oh, I can't talk to her. She's fucked her granddad. She's a granddad yeah. fucker. Something like that because she's jealous that Mary's talking to her. She's like, you go and back and talk. Um, Meredith, sorry. She's jealous Meredith is talking to Mary. I'm getting yeah. their names confused. Yeah, you're right. And she's like, you know, go talk to the granddad fucker. And then the granddad fucker, which is Mary, hears. And she's like, how dare you call me the granddad fucker? Everyone's very mad at her. And that was the first time I got that even though all these girls don't like the fact that she fucks her granddad or step-granddad. They're still protective. Well, they're still polite. But I'm also It's like, not like the ladylike thing to do to bring it up and that's It's not the ladylike thing to do, but like I'm still not mad at Jen for bringing it up. Like even though like no. all the other ladies are like oh, wrong place wrong time, like oh my god, we love Mary blah blah. blah. But I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it's that pretty shit. obvious that's why she's on the show everyone. Jen is there to fuck shit up and Jen should talk about the thing, the elephant in the room that no one's talking about. Thank you. Agree. So, um we get Meredith walking away and then Jen's there with, um, I think Lisa comes over and she's like trying to calm her down. And then the lovely Heather, who's my new Bobby favorite. I love Heather. She's like us. She's amazing. So she's trying to calm her down. And then anyway, Jen ends up walking out of the place because she brings her husband. She's like, pick me up. And Meredith walks out. But before doing so, she turns to her table and she says. Not Meredith. Um, sorry. Heather, Heather turns yeah. to her table and she says. Sorry, guys. Very confusing for you if you haven't it's watched it. It's a lot. Just bear with. Jen's walked out. Heather chases her, but before Heather leaves, she says, guys, don't let them take my dinner. And I'm, like, fully respect and can relate. Walks out. 
She puts Jan in a car with her husband and tells Jan, who is an emotional wreck, you have people here, we love you, you're in a great car, it's your car with your great husband, it's your husband, get home safe. And Jen's like, mm, and like leaves. And then she's also trying to identify, like, she must be trying to flag down the Uber driver or whatever. And she's like, I look like the flapper with cankles. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I fucking love She's just so great. You. I feel like she's just, I knew I would love her. Remember we I knew. said that? Literally, like, when we did the mm-hmm. recaps of their personalities, we were like, Heather, are you our favorite? Yeah. Like, what a fucking... Gorgeous human being. And She's it's just like, so lovely. It's almost like, so we need, we need the Heathers because they're gorgeous and level-headed. They're the Emily Simpsons. They're the, the fucking Bethany's. They're the... The real, the real peeps. Yeah, they're the real peeps. Um, they're the Lisa Rinna's kind of, um, of the world. And then obviously and you still need the Jens. You need the crazy bitches jen's like the i don't know who she's kind of like actually it's kind of hard to explain maybe the shannon yeah like shannon where you like you she gets really crazy but do but but for good reason but for good reason like you can relate but it's like um so lisa and meredith then hang out they go to this art gallery it's really weird that look like identical twins so identical it can be confusing but lisa keeps asking the lady if she can touch the art and it's not just once like this lady is like showing them art and they're having a conversation about you know their girlfriend group and then every so often lisa turns to the art galleryist that's her name um and she goes can i touch it and the lady's like <laughs> but you can tell she's like fuck no yeah, it's like, an artwork what say we're on camera for fuck's sake it's a painting. Why it's are you touching it? You don't need to touch it. It's so weird. You don't need to touch the you painting. You don't. You don't. fucking look at it with your eyes. Like, don't do She's it. She's obviously from <laughs> Dublin, you know, these... These artists, these touchy artful like people, and she's looking there and she's going, "Lisa, you fucking get your fucking grubby hands off this piece of art." I, just, I don't know why she needs to t- like. I was like, "Are you taking the piss?" Like she's touching and the frame. She asked about it like four or five times. So it's obviously, kind of like crazy. Lisa thinks it's essential to feel the art before you buy it. Which, you, you know, blind? maybe it is. If, if she's you're blind, dropping, like fifteen hundred dollars, like maybe I would touch it too. Would you? No, you not. no, no, you don't need to do that. Okay, so Lisa um goes to Mary's house. No, no, they're still in the art gallery. Yes, that is right. <laughs> what? What? Sorry, I read the wrong note. So Lisa and Mary, they, Mary? No, Lisa and Meredith get to the point where they can talk kind of openly in this art gallery about the separation. So, oh no, but I was talking about the when Lisa goes to Mary's house, the next bit, but I'm missing the separation oh, bit. Okay, God, continue. We've got so many key points in this. Oh, so already. many. Okay, you go first. So, Lisa and Meredith, the ones that look like identical twins, that also look like um, Olivia Wilde and Natalie Portman and <sighs> Angelina Jolie, a little Angelina Jolie, and fucking a lot of other characters. Um, characters. They're having some good chats, and it seems like. They're good friends, and Meredith is like, you know what? Like, Lisa, I need to talk to you about something. And Lisa's like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to fucking cry. She's like, mm-hmm. she's like, don't even touch mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm going to cry right now. And Meredith's like, what? Like, I'm just, I haven't even said anything. She's like, I'm going to cry, like, right now. 
Don't even. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Tell me. So then <laughs> Meredith finally fucking is able to tell her. And it's obviously that her and Seth are separated. No. But they're not divorcing. They're just dating each other. And that's like the focus they have right now. Kendall. Can I ask you some stuff? Is this weird to you that they're separating but dating only each other? Isn't that what marriage is? Dating only each other? It's like almost they like are trying to rekindle it, but they have formally separated it. Oh, I get it. I don't know. It's, no. It's, the way that I see it is that they haven't yeah. given up on the okay. relationship, but like they have. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's sad. It's wow. sad. Yeah, that is sad. So it seems like this is what Meredith explained to Lisa. And Lisa, of course, mm. nah! she starts crying. And she's all like, <laughs> she's like that. You know when we um, best friends. when like Hagrid in the Philosopher's Stone has like that egg, yes. and Harry have run to Mindy go to his heart, and then he's like, Hagrid, what is that? And then it's like he's like, oh no, he's like, I shouldn't have the dragon egg. And then the dragon comes out. And he's like, ah! that is Lisa. When she's crying. Which dragon is it? We'll go to that. It's another... Shh. It's okay. We're going to recap Harry Potter the next time that we do this. <laughs> it's another episode. But is it more like when Ron like starts throwing up slugs? No. Different time. Okay. But same hut. Good location. Same hut. Yeah. What about when Buckwheat gets killed? I think it's the second movie, actually. It could be the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. What about the spiders? That's second mate. That's chamber secret. Right. Okay. Well, moral of the story <laughs> is that Lisa's upset. She seems visibly more upset than Meredith has ever been about think, this separation. I think Lisa's sad because she's lost her partners in crime. Her and a hubby love date night with Meredith and Co. Now Meredith and Co. is just Meredith. Yeah, and she's like, "This is a bit boring." Like we used to have kind of a rapport. Yeah. My husband's also a bit boring from Lisa's perspective. She's a bit like meh. Um, so I think she's just a bit upset about that, but yeah. she's obviously like, oh my God, Meredith, like whatever you need, whatever you, whatever I can do to help. Of yeah. Course. Through tears, through tears. Okay. So then we have, um, uh, we have Lisa going to Mary's house and Mary's son is there and he says he wants to be a fashion designer. Mary loses her mind. Oh yeah. She's like, so you're not going to be a heart surgeon anymore? A brain surgeon. A brain, a brain surgeon. And, they seem and, like very different professions. But he, but I just don't think he looks like he was ever going to be any type of medical kind of guy. He's Why like, do you make that assumption? Because he looks really – he's very – like he doesn't really reply that Because he's wearing track pants? Well, I don't know. No, because she seems so pressury. She's like, your girlfriend's changed you. And he's like, mm. Like, yeah, I feel he's like he's just like. Monosyllabic, like. He's probably just wanting to do what the fuck he wants to do. He's not yeah. listening. Like, he he's walks not really away. He's on the pathway. He's like, not like a Rory Gilmore of the world. No, and he's not a Brooks, which is Meredith's son. He's not there for the Instagram followers. He literally turns and leaves and walks up the stairs, two stairs at a time. Mm-hmm. He wants out of the Bravo Con. Fair enough. Yeah, give me your ticket. So it does seem a bit aggressive that Mary's like, oh my God, you're not going to be a brain surgeon? Yeah, she is aggressive, and I can't. Her face just doesn't help her, even if she is being calm about him not being. Yeah, she's just so. And then she's talking about like this luncheon that she's gonna have to Lisa, and like whether or not she should invite Jen, and she's gonna make it Met Gala themed. And in my mind, I'm like, gosh, she's having a luncheon. Like it must be like thirty to forty people, like for a charity or something. 
And then we finally get to this luncheon and it's like literally just the Salt Lake City Housewives. And I'm like, yeah. girl. And it's in the middle of the day. There are more waiters and um, like people attending to open their door in the car. Like, because it was weird. Kendall and I were like, they had all these scenes driving to the event. They're all driving. And Kendall and I were like, why are they driving? I think they drove so that they could have ballet. Well, like, it just seemed like it was like dressed up in hats, as in like the Bucking, like Beefeaters, like Buckingham Palace style guards. Like that was the point of them driving. I don't know. It was so strange. They were just so like the Met Gala theme was like completely lost because obviously we know that the Met Gala has different themes do. every single year. So you can't just say it's the Met Gala theme well, because that's what Heather said. She's like, it's so funny. She had um, Met Gala theme. Met Gala A is a place in New York. B has a different theme every time. It it was but all then it's weird. it's also like, it's just the five of us or six of us. Why don't we just go to like, someone's house? why do house? we need to like get super fucking dressed up if it's not like even like an event? I don't know. It just confused me. I know. And then we get like these weird like personalized like Louis Vuitton notepads that are like have AirPods. each person's name engraved on them and AirPods. And it's like, let's write down something that we want to share but then also simultaneously, like, you don't need to write it down. Like, just share it, like, openly. And I was like, Mary, this is the fucking shittest housewife event ever. It was so bad. And then we do get the whole scene where they go around to each other. And it's pretty painful. Like, Mary keeps crying. Because that's all she does. I don't even remember seeing Mary's face. So, like, I think everyone goes around they say something to each other jen apologizes for being she talks about how her father passed away about a year before this night which seems sad and her husband didn't come he went to a football game instead which is pretty fucked up and she's kind of expressing so she meredith is kind of like thank you for saying sorry now i get why you're being so crazy the other night you're upset with your husband but yeah, like Jen's like, I don't think Mary said sorry and and Mary saying I don't think Jen said sorry to me. And then I think next episode there's gonna be a little tiff. Yeah, it seems like they're gonna get up and fight a bit more. Yeah. Mary and And um, I can't Jen. wait. Because I'm just not a fan of Jen. No what? Mary, Mary sorry. Oh, was so like Jen. Guys, guys, I'm still learning their names. It's a bit slow. But guys, I think that we'll have more to share next episode. Obviously, we're still getting to know them. They're still getting to know us. Yeah, they just were saying hi. Um, We're thinking about interviewing Lisa this week. Yeah. So, guys, send in your questions. We'd love to have a chat with her. Totally. So, I feel like we've got a lot coming up soon with Salt Lake City. I think we've gotten to more of a point where there's some more drama going on between yeah. the ladies that we can get involved in. But we're still sussing it all out. So, stay with us. Stay with us. And next, we're going to probably do our top five at five. Okay, guys, before we wrap tonight, we're going to do our top five at five. And last week we did um, top five fashionistas of Bravo history. And now we're going to do the top five fashionistas, which means household, yeah, like real housewives, husbands. People who had distinctive yeah. taste in fashion <laughs> um, or style or who you were generally just attracted and I'm, to. I'm going to admit this was way harder than the, the, the women. Like, obviously, that's what they do now. You know, it really was they have hard. The glam I, I struggled to put together my list, so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, with our top five of five, you guys have played before. The rules of the game are a bit like categories. You, we've named the category. We both come up with our top five. 
Um, at the end of the day, we'll both read out our top five from five to one. Um, five if we have a, if we have most, a similar one, we shot. Or we'd take a sip of our wine. That's so the, one. <laughs> the idea is that you guys at home will do the same. So please get your wine, get shot, your glass ready, beer ready, and if you have any of the same five as us, you're amazing. Yeah, and, and also drink. you have to drink. Okay, love you. Bye. Ready? Okay, do you want ready. To go first. Number five. Okay, I'm gonna go number five. Um, <clears throat> so Luke from Summer House. Okay. Yeah. Like, not a fashionista, but, but in yes, his I own. This. He was like. It's tough, men wise. It's tough. Like, give me a break. But he. Just wearing nicer clothes is fun. Yeah, he really took pride in what he looked like. I could tell he always pouted. Also, this week, watch this new show with um the girl from Big Bang Theory. Haley. Yeah. And he's in it. He has sex with her. And I'm like, Luke. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. Okay, well, Your my turn. number five was Maurizio. <gasps> did not have him because it just felt like like he's obviously got his like it's a open sexy shirt man. blazer look down he knows from who a he fashion is. perspective i feel like he like brings it with the loafery vibe and he sells chinos. property yeah. very sexy suited up occasionally i didn't yeah. have him but yeah no he's my number five he's not like quite up there but like number five i like that great number four four for me was juan dixon oh did you have him? No. Guys, we're not drinking. No. He is a sexy mofo and I've seen him on the court in like these like amazing suits, coaching. And then on Real Housewives, he's like very into like cool beanies and like he's just, he's serving sex on legs. I love. Mm. My number four is um Apollo Nida <laughs> from Who's Real Housewives of Atlanta. He was oh, married to yes. one of the Housewives and he went to prison for a while. For but, good like, fashion. Definitely like one of the sexiest housewife house husbands of all time. Like bald, bulkily beautiful. Mucho I just respect. think that he has like a good sense of style. Like he you know dress his body. Okay. So Apollo is my number four. Who's number three? My number three is Jacob Windenberg. What? <laughs> Bronwyn's son. Oh, love. Yeah, because like he's just. He he's, wasn't on mine, but love. He does his hair so well, or his hair does him so well. It's very frizzy, like whatever, but he's rocking it. And he's just like, I loved his drag look, and he's just cute. I really like him. Yeah, he's beautiful. Yeah. That's a great number three. What's your number My number three, three is Kyle Cook. Oh, I had him and then From I took him house. off. He can, I just think like... He rocks a really good dad sweater. He loves a, a dad, good dad sweater. He also loves a good novelty short sleeve tee. Loves a slogan um, tee. Yeah. Or like a short sleeve button up. Loves some lover boy merch. He's a good like costumer. Like, True. I just think Kyle... Yeah, Kyle Cook. Damn it. Summer House would be my number. I three. wish I put um Carl on because he just has very like straighty yeah, 180 fashion. Just is not on my list. Either. Okay, my number two... Yep. Simon Van Kempen. Oh, my God. As if there has never been a better fashionista than <coughs> this guy. Like, did he look great? Hardly yeah, ever. But, but he did he bring the fashion? Style. Did he sit front row at Fashion Week with his legs crossed and say, mm-hmm? Did he discernly tell his wife what to wear? Yes. It was kind of fucked up but kind of beautiful to watch. Wow. He's your number two? He is. Like, don't you remember his, like, leather no. pants? But I do. Like, I can picture like, it now, but yes. I also don't. Oh, anyway. God, we've had none the same. Okay, 
Next. What's your number two? My number two is Ken Todd. Because, like, I feel like he's, he's a very a stylish man. He's a He loves pink. He loves, like, accompanying his wife's style. Yeah. He loves to mixy match. He loves to hold Jiggy under his arm. I reckon we're going to have the same first. He loves, first. like, the, the draped over cardigan look. He loves it. He loves, like, the really low-waisted pants with belts. Yep. I think we're going to have the same number one. Who's your number one? We have to say at the same time. One, two, three. Tom, Tom Sandoval. Sandoval. Yes! <laughs> Tommy motherfucking Sandoval. He's too cool. You are the fashion just, male icon of our day. You bring it. You bring it with your party swagger. You love wearing weird things. You love dyeing your hair. You love every costume party just fucking going crazy and inventing a new persona. Thousand I would just have cent. to say you're definitely the fashion icon of Bravo for our time. Yeah. Men's wise. Men's wise. Besides Cheeky, you are our man. Okay, so what? Okay, so next, next. So next episode, and this is something that I talked about with my colleagues the other day, and yeah. it might be shallow, and I hope all of you out there take it the right way, are okay with it. But like, I just want to know out of curiosity. I think that we should decide who we think our most attractive female housewives slash Bravo lebs are. Okay, we'll do a top five. And this is most like, beautiful. This is like we don't mean who dresses the best. We mean who's most naturally gorge. Yeah, which could mean anything. Like Chantel might think that someone is more pretty than I do. Yeah. Which is just a good thing that we should just chat Embrace. about. Embrace. Let's and just it was talk about that, like, it. When I was talking to my colleagues, like we all have different opinions. So I'm like, well, this is great. We can all decide differently what we think is beautiful. And obviously. They're all beautiful. Like, that's a given mm. of being a housewife. So and this is not to say person. that any of them are not beautiful. They're all beautiful. Look, we get it. Like, we just, can stop being We're just ranking them. We're going to go hottest to notest. You know, yeah. that's what it is. She bless. Until then, guys. Guys, oh, my God, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We'll be back next week after our Christmas party. So tomorrow we're hoping to go live for the first time. Send us your request of questions, even Let's if it is what is on the menu. Fucking chat. We will tell and you. And then um, otherwise, please follow us on at Obrava the Podcast on Instagram. Listen to us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever the fuck you want to listen. Ring us up. We can have a chat, whatever you want to do. So chat to you guys otherwise next week we'll discuss all things profit